0: Blossoming Beauties. If you're here today and clicked on this podcast, I appreciate you. I appreciate your patience and you still following up because this has been, it's been a long time coming. I've been wanting to do an interview for a while now and I'm so excited to share this one with you guys. We talked to Andrea Varela of Rewild the Sacred today she is a multi-sensory ceremonialist an author and poet she's an entrepreneur of her womb-based business and she's a holder of space for immersive group experiences and one-on-one experiences she just makes you feel safe so that you can be your best self heal and grow and really be present. So today we talk about a lot of good, juicy, deep stuff. We we go over her past a little bit and how she came to be the person she is today. We talk about her immersive experiences, um, the six-week journey called the Inner Shrine, what that is, what it looks like, and how you can connect with her. We talk about her her ebook, how she gained the confidence to actually put her stuff out there and you know, share her thoughts and knowledge and gifts with the world. We talk about our time of bleeding, honoring the body and healing the relationship to the womb. So that's just a little bit, so we get into a lot and I think you guys will really enjoy this conversation between us too. I will say there's a little bit of background noise, she's in a cafe and and my mic is a little bit not as clear, a little quieter, so despite that, the information is so valuable and I think you'll be able to, you know, block out that background noise. So, I hope you guys enjoy, and here we go. So, we have Andrea Barilla today from Rewild the Sacred, and we are going to maybe start off with a little grounding practice to get us in the present moment. Would you be okay with leading that, Andrea? Andrea?
1: Yeah, absolutely, I love that. Thank you. Definitely. Okay, so my name is Andrea, and I'll be guiding you today. So if you want to find a comfortable seated position or a laying down position, wherever you are, see if you can find some length in the spine. Roll the shoulders back, down, away from your ears. Start to bring awareness to your breath. Start to notice the inhale, the exhale.
0: See if you can invite yourself to
1: arrive here into that space, into the witnessing of the breath. Letting everything be soft, letting the jaw relax, pelvic floor relaxes. Relaxing the anus, relaxing the sex organs tuning into the body, letting the body be soft, while also noticing areas in the body that feel a little bit tense, a little bit tight, and see if you can use the breath as a tool to soften. Maybe this means you lengthen the inhale, lengthen the exhale, really expanding the chest as you breathe. Giving yourself permission here to drop in. Scanning the internal landscape, noticing how it feels to be in your body today. Maybe you're feeling a little bit numb or disconnected. No, that's okay too. Letting that be present, letting it be witnessed. From that space, we soften. tongue relaxes, muscles and the face relax. Maybe you close the eyes, maybe you keep them open, focused on one gaze, one trustee. From this space of presence, everything else begins to melt and expand. Visualizing at the base of the tailbone, roots growing down into the center of the earth as if you're a tree. Letting these roots grow all the way down, extending in every direction. Feeling yourself rooted in the breath and body. Witnessing the stories of the mind that are present for you today. No need to change, no need to force anything to happen here. What would happen if we simply allowed ourselves to be the witness? To witness the body and its fluctuations, to witness the breath as it moves, as it undulates. Notice the stories of the mind as they shift, as they change. Creating a space to listen. Continuing with the deep diaphragmatic breath into the nose, out to the nose. Taking that breath all the way into the back of the throat. We'll come into Ujjayi breath or oceans breath. So, deeply inhaling through the nose and as you exhale it sounds as though you're fogging up a mirror the back of the throat like constriction there the inhale and the exhale is going through the nose putting the energetic channels on both sides of the body here to the body, to the breath, to sensation. Notice any sounds around you in the room that you're in. <sighs> Maybe you're noticing something beyond my voice. You can hear the, the hustle and bustle of the cafe, the light cafe music. That noticing any sounds in your environment as well. Any smells that may arise. Maybe you've got a candle, some sage, or some incense lit. Maybe there's the natural smell of the city or the outside. Bringing your awareness to your sense of smell. Noticing any taste in the mouth. Maybe you've just eaten something or brushed your teeth. Maybe you've yet to brush your teeth towards that. Notice anything that you're seeing in your mind's eye or anything that you're seeing in front of you. Drawing all of the senses inward. Letting this sense, these senses, letting it be that indication that we are here, we are alive in these feeling, sensing vessels. If it feels safe for you today, taking both hands just below the navel, placing them onto the womb space or the dantian, your sacral chakra. For each person, this may look different. They have a different name or a different term for this space. If you don't feel comfortable touching your body today, you can hover over this space. Either way, bring your awareness. Just below the knee, to your space of creation, your space of embodiment, your creative center. Just feel what is here for you. Just breathe. And we'll take three breaths with sound here. So we'll inhale through the nose, and as you exhale, sigh out of the mouth. Deep inhale. Ah. Two, one. Ah. Turn into your natural breath. When you're ready, you can open the eyes, bring yourself back into the room that you're in, maybe taking a moment to look around. You. Reorient yourself just in the space.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. Wow. (laughs) It's crazy how relaxed I feel right now. (sighs) Thank you so much. So, clearly, you have a gift. Um, You, I'm sure that anyone that's worked with you knows that you know, you are a vessel for, for healing and for grounding and for connecting to the sacred. Like I feel so relaxed. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, if you want to take a second and explain, um, what work do you do? What, what what is your soul work? What what does all that involve? What does it look like?
1: This is such a beautiful question because I feel like my answer is so different every time. (laughs) Um, But I, I would consider myself someone who is very passionate about supporting people and connecting to their bodies and knowing that that is sacred, knowing that the breath is sacred, our sound is sacred. So giving people spaces and, and opportunities to to do that, to connect with themselves, whether it be, you know, through spaces like this or online immersions that I facilitate or in-person experiences, I'm really, really passionate about connecting people to their sacred energy, to themselves, their unique story, their unique expression. And So often this is done either through movement, through sound, through meditation, um, various healing modalities that, that really support not only others in coming into that space, but have also been really supportive for me connecting to my own body, my own presence. Mm. That's beautiful.
0: Um, I've seen a little bit of your, your work on your Instagram, and I know you have a specific immersion called the Inner Shrine. So is, is that just, everything you explained, it's just, it kind of probably looks different every time you gather with people, right? Is the Inner Shrine um, the group immersion?
1: Yes, 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 yes. So the Inner Shrine is my sacred series. It is a group immersion that I facilitate every few months. It is a six week online experience with one in-person activation. And this is exactly that, an opportunity to connect with yourself through sound, through movement, um, through breath, I'm a certified yoga teacher, 500 hour trauma-informed yogini. And so this is a lot of the philosophy and foundation that is weaved into that space, starting with the physical body, that which is most tangible, and then coming into these more subtle layers of self understanding, understanding the breath as our life force, as our energy, um, our energy, and then, you know, connecting to the layers of the mind and mental health and really exploring the, the stories and how we can actually work with our mental health and support our mental health through different practices of meditation and, and um, sound is, is also a really, really big pillar in that. Um, and yeah, that, that is a space where it, it uh, reminds us that we have these tools readily available to us at all times. And so just reminding people, activating them, reminding them that they have the opportunity to connect with their breath movement and sound it at any point. Yeah, giving them spaces to do that, permission.
0: So you create these um, these beautiful spaces for people to feel safe and like they can continue to grow and love themselves and be present with themselves. But you also give them that those tools so that they can go home and do it and they don't have to rely on always working with other people. They can have that power within themselves. I love that. Um, Yeah. Um, So that's perfect for right now with everything going on in the world. I know that everyone has been affected by the craziness in the last year or two. So how have you stayed balanced during this time? Like when you feel the chaos or when you feel other people struggling, how do you feel um, or how do you stay balanced? How do you stay grounded when things seem so uncertain and scary?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really beautiful question. I'd say first and foremost for me, it comes with checking in with myself, checking in with my breath, checking in with what do I feel despite what's going on in the world, despite my external conditions, despite anything outside of me what am i feeling in this moment and that has been such a pillar of practice for me especially over the last year is turning off the news letting go of social media and just really honing in what do i feel what is what wants to be expressed through me Um, and and from that space and grounding and checking in with myself i feel like i'm able to support others and really be of deeper service to others Um, i find that when i am keeping up with my own practices of movement of sound of breath and and really moving my energy, that is when I I feel the most like I can be of service to others. And I would say that it first and foremost starts with being of service to myself, making sure that I'm nourished, making sure that I've eaten, that I've made my bed, that I've, you know, taken care of the basics, right? Like I feel like this past year especially has brought so many of us back to the basics. And I think that that's the really unique thing about the inner shrine is that your breath and your body are basic building blocks of life right your mind is a basic building block of life and when we have practices that support us in being able to to witness that and being able to to work with these layers of self that's when we can start to get into these these deeper layers of intuition and higher understanding and, and into these more cosmic higher energies
0: I, I think for, for me, the, everything that's going on with the pandemic and everything, like it's it's helped me a lot understand that I have to take a break. I have to rest. And if I don't, it's not going to look pretty. And, and it's, it's easier to do that almost because we have so much time. I mean, maybe not everyone, but I've had a lot more time to settle in and just like you said, pay attention to what's important and how do I serve myself first so I can be there for my community.
1: Absolutely, yeah, I feel like that's so, so, so important. And it's like, now we get that opportunity, right? Like it almost is transforming from having to do it like for me when I was serving tables it was like doing breastwork and doing yoga in between it was like I have to do this because if not I'm going to go mentally insane and now that I I have the opportunity to create my own business and create my own schedule it's more of like I get to do these things for myself I get to start my day every morning with intentionally connecting to myself intentionally journaling or, or you know whatever the the morning ritual is that day um and and really allowing myself to to be in that space and to be held in that
0: it feels good and instead of just like a task we have to complete
1: sure
0: yeah um so you have a book um uh that reading through that i i was able to understand my bleeding in a different way because before I thought, uh-oh, you know, my my reading is shifting, uh-oh, now it's with the full moon, now it's with the dark moon, and I always thought something was wrong with me, but reading through your book, I started loving myself and accepting my different fluctuations um, a lot more, so what inspired you to write it, and um, how did you have the confidence to like put a book out there because I know a lot of writers are like "Uh uh-uh, I'm not putting my stuff out there
1: yeah yeah. I feel like for me it it was that it was the fact that a lot of us feel like oh if we're not especially when you start getting into womb healing right there's all these things of like oh you should be synced up to the new moon you should be synced up to the and it's like absolutely not that's the thing about the feminine that's the thing about Shakti energy is that It is untamed. It is wild. We are wild animals. And our cycle is not always going to sync up to a new moon or a full moon. And that's okay. And that is a lot of the reason why I shared my work and why uh, I would even say that that's even a lot of the energy that that was behind my confidence is, is having that knowing of there is no shame no matter when my cycle decides to drop down no matter how it decides to drop down it became this this inner trust that I started to develop within myself by listening by allowing myself to yes be aware of the different phases but to not get so caught up in them and to to recognize that each of the phases are going to have different days and different times and each month it may not look the same and and that's okay Um, and so I feel like for me, the confidence really came with my own journey with my womb space. There was actually two versions of this ebook. The first one was when I had just started learning about the womb, so it was a lot more like, I'd say regurgitated information, whereas this next round of this book was a lot of embodied experience, which totally, I think, shifted the the energy of the book itself. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. thank you. Um, I'll, I'll get to it later, how people can maybe it, it's still available right
1: yeah yeah i'm actually in the process of creating a link for it and putting it in my link tree so that will be available by the time
0: okay cool good out. good um okay so let's see when you are bleeding what are your favorite things to do even if it's just lay around and eat a bag of chips <laughs> what is your favorite thing to do to nurture yourself when you're bleeding Yes,
1: yes, yes. yes. <laughs> When I'm bleeding, I like to be naked. I don't like to have any clothes on. I'm just like, whether I'm um, allowing myself to to bleed on myself, or I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I have a moon cup or whatever. I'm sort of working with in that process. Being naked is a huge, a huge pillar for me when I'm when I'm on my cycle. Um, I also really love to do massage with myself. So taking each, yeah, each each. I don't even know like a word to put there but really intentionally massaging my body through each vessel through each um yeah bone and muscle and really feeling my body and, and connecting to my body i would say that silence is also a really big key for me whenever i'm meditating and something that i'm leading more into my experience is taking at least a day or so to really be in silence and really be in that meditative state with myself as i'm between bills and really allowing myself to to reorient and to readjust so that for the next cycle I'm bringing forth the the new intentions that are set and have really shed a lot of what is no longer in alignment with where I'm going and and the spaces that I'm holding with myself or or with others so yeah those are some of my favorite and then eating junk and snacking out yeah always
0: (laughs) resting definitely Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. I like
0: hearing that because I've been feeling lately like when I'm uncomfortable or when I'm having a time of rest, I'm like, oh, these clothes, like, this needs to go. Um, And sometimes you have to lock the door, whatever, you know. But I like that. I think I'm going to try that out because I think sometimes containing the blood or not letting – or, like, being ashamed of it getting everywhere, like, that's bullshit. I I think it's – yeah, just – having that relationship with your blood and not being ashamed of it and loving it and realizing the power of it it's been wow it's changed my life
1: it's totally game-changing. It really is yeah. to allow yourself to free bleed. I actually have a few friends that whenever they're free bleeding, they have like certain sheets that they use. So they have like red mm. silky sheets or like red sheets. I've got a red towel. It's my bleed towel. And that's what I always put down on my bed um, whenever I'm bleeding. But I really like the idea of getting sheets specifically to, to yeah. pee on. Yeah. Definitely. That sounds yeah. nice. Luxurious. Yeah. Right? I'm like, okay, yes. silky okay. red sheets. I'm about it. Nice.
0: <laughs> Um, Okay, well, um, let's see, maybe just a couple more questions and then we'll wrap up. But so for women that are still slightly in that, you know, mindset of being ashamed or not loving their bodies, but they want to see it in a different perspective, what advice do you have for them just to start the journey, start the process of loving themselves and just taking just... Yeah, just loving themselves.
1: Um, I feel like it's really important to remember that everybody's body's different and everybody's cycle's different and everybody's mm-hmm. story is different. And so what I would suggest or what I would sort of invite is to start talking to your body and not only talking to it, but listening, taking time in silence and taking time to just place your hands on your womb space and say, what do you have for me today? How are you feeling today? You know, asking yourself in the morning, how am I doing today? What's moving through my mind? Maybe journaling um, and, and really having that tangible opportunity to reflect on what you're experiencing and what is sort of, um, yeah, coming through the mind and coming through the body. Um, and I would say that if there are cycles of shame that one finds themselves in, to really sit with that and to really be with that and to start to unravel, where does that shame really come from? Is the shame Truly, from you—is it from the story that you've experienced? Is it from society? Is it from your parents? Is it from your family? Like, where does that shame actually stem from? Um, yeah, I would definitely say that to really feel the shame and to to pinpoint where does it come from, and from that space, from the the root of that, we're, we're gifted the opportunity to either pull that the roots out and and really start to shift into a new relationship with ourselves we're continuously water and, and tend to what it is that we're feeling and what it is that we're experiencing when it comes to our blue spaces and um, bodies in general and body shame I know is something that's so 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 huge for the collective and something that I think that we're all really starting to shift more awareness to and, and advocate for is like body shame is a thing and how do we how do we start to move through that what does that process look like um, and I'd say definitely, definitely be gentle with yourself because it is a process and it is something that we get to work through every day. I, I was talking to a sister this morning about um, shame and, and how that is a layer of, of a lot of my cycles is feeling at least a layer of shame, whether it's shame for um, deepening my connection to my body, whether it's shame around using my blood as, as Either something to put on my face and something to deeply intimately connect with, or something to pour back onto the earth and and to just witness in that space. But um, yeah, I would say start gentle, start slowly. There's a lot of a lot of different mystical things that we can get into <laughs> with the womb space, and and for me and my nervous system, it felt a lot more in alignment for me to do that work slowly and to slowly, slowly come into those practices.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I agree. I'm a very sensitive person, and I and I think you could, I I think, you are too, right? Yeah. So rushing anything, just it's it. I'll be always are going to push against that. So I agree with the taking it slow. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm kind of thinking about that sensitivity and taking it slow and have you ever struggled with being a sensitive person, with kind of being angry with how how sensitive you can be or maybe taking that shame thing back and saying society thinks that sensitivity is weakness. So have you struggled with that at all or have you just always been like, well, whatever, I'm
1: sensitive and y'all have to deal with it. Yeah, I love this. Um, actually, no, yeah, I, I felt like A lot of my life my sensitivity was shamed and pushed down Um, and so subconsciously and unconsciously i started to do a lot of that uh, shaming myself not allowing myself to be fully sensitive or to cry or to um, or yeah even at times it was the opposite of that it was overly sharing overly crying being overly emotional overly sensitive because i felt like i wasn't being heard and so i would go through different means to be heard, whether it was through, you know, I, I battled with um, alcohol for a while, it's one of my demons, and really using that as a way to cope and to sort of push away the sensitivity, and um, I used to use it as a crutch to, to talk to people, to engage with people, to be in a different conversation, because what I was feeling was so overwhelmingly intense that I had to numb it out because I didn't feel Mm -hmm. safe to to be that sensitive in the environments that I that I found myself in growing up and so um, I'd say that it's been this reawakening of my sensitivity and allowing myself to to be sensitive now and to let that be okay and to let my guard down and to cry and to be vulnerable and to not be afraid of being seen and being heard and through that, there's been a lot of initiations of like, okay, do you do you want to be seen in this too? Like, will you hold space for yourself to be seen in this too? And and the more that I've allowed myself the permission to be seen and heard, the more that I've felt like my sensitivity is truly a power, and it's something that empowers me, and something that I hope to awaken and, and inspire and empower in other people as well. It's like you are not too sensitive you are feeling exactly everything that you're feeling and that's okay and that's okay and, and giving them practical body-based tools to be able to support that sensitivity um and and, and yeah, yeah, yeah coming into that, knowing that that's a superpower so.
0: it is it really is mm-hmm. um I've struggled with it as well and now I'm finally at a point where and we're young, I say finally, but we're young, so we have yeah. all of these years to even grow further. But the sensitivity, it is a superpower. It is something that it helps us help other people and then pay attention to ourselves. Because some people that aren't very sensitive, they might get burnt out quicker because yeah. they don't take that time to rest. Um, so, yeah, i we can love it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And see it as something good. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. What, what what is a good cleansing practice for you to just, I know that we can decide what we let in or not, but some days we let in a little bit more than we think because we're, we might have our guard down or we might just be in the present moment loving on people so some stuff gets in. So how do you cleanse and get rid of all that thick, yucky type of energy?
1: I would say that when I'm feeling more density in my body, I really utilize the practice of movement through my asana practice. So through yoga or through breath work, breath work has been such a game changer for me and incorporating more breath work into my practice has really, really supported that feeling of being cleansed and knowing that I don't have to hold on to anyone else's story or anyone else's energy in the moment I connect with my breath and, and my intention, then I feel like that is what clears it. Our our. I think that sometimes we think of it, not to speak from my own experience, when I used to feel like I had to come into these practices of cleansing, it was lighting sage or lighting Palo Santo or, you know, doing all of these other things to cleanse, using a bath, using crystals, like, you know, things outside of myself and, and since really taking my journey inward and understanding and understanding that I have everything I need in this physical vessel and with this physical vessel that I could ever possibly need, I feel like it's really supported me with just remembering that our breath and our intention and our bodies are so powerful and mm-hmm. they are the top alchemizers of anything that we experience in our reality and um, I feel like that's even just been proven to me in my own breathing practices. Yeah, when you, when you connect with your breath and you intend to let something go through your exhale, it's gone, it's done. And trusting that, I think that that's a really big key. There is like trusting that. Um, mm-hmm. As often I find that when I was in spaces of cleansing all the time, it was because I fully trust that the energy was already cleansed, that it was already gone. That, whatever wasn't mine is actually a mirror of me and I can merge with that. I don't have to push it away, I don't have to cleanse it off. I can merge with that. I can really allow myself to, to come into the practice. And I think that that's when these, these tools and these practices that we learn on our journey really become embodied wisdom and really become tangible is when we actually utilize them in situations like that.
0: Definitely. That is very helpful because I I'm one of those people that you know have tried to cleanse things. Cause I'm like, oh my gosh, all this stuff that's not mine. But you're absolutely right. It's it's the mindset, it's the intention, and we don't we don't have to keep all
1: of that. It's in its in that empowered feeling. It's it's so i like
0: that i want to change my i'm thinking through everything really fast but i want to change my mindset of and think that i have everything within me because i used to use other people's energy as a crutch i did massage for years and i was like all these people you know and i resent started resenting them and blaming them even though it was up to me to plans and also just do my own self-care it exactly. probably wasn't their fault you know so i've used that as a touch to just say i don't want to help people anymore because this sensitivity is hard but i like that i'm gonna start using that we have the power within us to yeah yeah so one last thing um how can people connect oh. with you and find your channel your 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 instagram like how can people connect with you if they really resonate with everything you said and want to have a discussion with you? Yeah.
1: So right now my main and primary space to connect with me is via Instagram. So Andrea Elena, A-N-D-R-E-A-E-L-E-N-A-A underscore. That's my Instagram handle. And then through there, I've got a link tree so you can connect with me through my Linktree. That's where you can book a free consultation call and get to know me a little bit better. I get to know you a little bit better. Um, and then from there we kind of go into the the deeper one-on-one containers or the the inner shrine is also something that's coming up now in June. So um, connecting through Linktree and through Instagram is my is my primary space for that right now. Sounds good. and
0: I'll um, you know put the put your Instagram like in the the notes or whatever. Okay, well, I, I feel like this was amazing. I'm so happy that you took the time and, and shared today and made space for us. Um, yeah, I just, I just really appreciate your energy, your
1: authenticity and, and showing up. Thank you so much. I. I'm just so grateful to be here and to be in this space and to be sharing with you in this way and connecting with you and your audience and your energy is just so soft and gentle and inviting and makes it easy to to be here, to be myself. So thank you for that.
0: Thank you so much.